You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 26. Twelve times writers starred in their own Broadway musicals. Let's get started. What's up, my people? This is Maggie Barra here, and welcome to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If this is your first time listening, then hey, thanks for joining us. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every Monday for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram, shoot me a DM at Actor Aesthetic, or on Facebook, and join our Facebook group, the Actor Aesthetic Tribe. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. So typically we know that Broadway librettists and composers and lyricists will leave the task of bringing their musical to life to the actors. But when the creatives behind a musical step into the limelight, We are presented with something extraordinary, and this specific podcast episode is really exciting for me because I love it when I hear instances of actors creating their own work and then starring in it, and also when popular music artists take over roles in shows that have their own music in it. Most recently, I collaborated on an article with actor-producer Andy Baldwin, who made a career as a professional theater actor in Dallas, Texas, and recently transplanted over to New York City. And as an actor, we know that it's difficult for us to ever feel like our performance fate is ever in our own hands. But for Andy, waiting around was never an option. So he took it into his own hands to collaborate and work on brand new material with other like-minded individuals. And I ended up going to see his show, Smile with Artie Babel, at the Triad Theater. And I was just really inspired by someone who is a professional working actor who also has a mind for writing, producing, directing, and so much more. So with that, here are 12 writers who starred in their own Broadway musicals. Number one, Tom Jones in The Fantastics. Okay, not to be confused with the singer of It's Not Unusual (laughs) to be loved by anyone. Uh, Not that Tom Jones. This Tom Jones starred as the old actor, Henry, in his own musical, The Fantastics. He also wrote the book and lyrics and continued to tinker with the show until its closing 57 years later. (laughs) The show became the longest-running musical of all time. The Fantastics ran off-Broadway from 1960 until 2002. Tom Jones frequently performed the role of Henry under the stage name Thomas Bruce, surprisingly. And he also wrote the screenplay for the 1995 film adaptation of the musical. Number two, Richard O'Brien in The Rocky Horror Show. 
the man behind one of theater's biggest cults, Richard O'Brien, wrote the book, music, and lyrics, and also starred as Riff Raff in the Rocky Horror Show. He also reprised his role in the 1975 film adaptation. I read an interview with him online from Sabotage Times, and Richard O'Brien is quoted saying this, I had been in Jesus Christ Superstar, and they let me go. They didn't want me to take over the role, so they gave me 300 quid. I went home, and I wrote a musical that I wanted to go and see, and it was just a bit of fun. That show was originally only intended to be a small show at the Royal Court Theatre in London's Sloan Square, only running for three weeks to never be seen or heard of again. And, I mean, considering its content, which would have been thought as extremely risque at the time, nobody involved thought it would last any more than that. He says that he never intended to make any money with the show, and that nobody involved in the show ever approached it with, we're writing a hit. That little musical and eventual movie went on to become a cultural phenomenon. Number three, John Cameron Mitchell in Hedwig and the Angry Inch. In 1998, book writer John Cameron Mitchell starred as the title role in Hedwig and the Angry Inch. He also replaced Neil Patrick Harris in the most recent Broadway revival. And I found this pretty interesting because I read that he had quite a career as an actor before anything even happened with Hedwig. His first New York acting role was Huck Finn in the Broadway musical Big River in 1985, and then he originated the role of Dickon on Broadway in The Secret Garden. He received Drama Desk nominations for both of those shows, and it can also be heard on the original cast recordings of Big River and The Secret Garden. It wasn't even until 1998 that Mitchell wrote along with composer Stephen Trask and starred in Hedwig and the Angry Inch. His show went on to win an Obie Award, and then, three years later, he directed and starred in the feature film version of the play, for which he won Best Director of the 2001 Sundance Film Festival, and then his performance was nominated for a Golden Globe as Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy. Number four, Bob Martin. Bob Martin, along with Don McKellar, wrote the book of The Drowsy Chaperone. The musical opened on Broadway in 2006 with Bob Martin as the man in chair. And this really got me, this story. So he was a former creative director of the Toronto branch of the live comedy troupe Second City. And by his early 40s, Bob Martin was already a well-established performer in Toronto's sketch comedy scene. What's fascinating is that Bob was practically the only one of his closest friends from the Toronto performing scene who wasn't involved in the first production of The Drowsy Chaperone. This early production was originally performed as a gift for him and the comedian Janet Vandegraaff at a party in 1998, honoring their coming marriage. At the outset, the play was Basically, a loose homage to the goofy Marx Brothers reviews, which 
Bob Martin loved, as well as the zany 20s era musicals dear to Lisa Lambert, the production's lyricist, and also a high school friend of Mr. Martin. Eventually, they added a character for Mr. Martin when they decided to produce the show for the 1999 Toronto Fringe Festival. And Bob Martin basically played the framing device for the show, i.e. the man in chair. And by the time the show reached Broadway, Bob Martin was the only member of the early cast left standing. And not surprising, given that all the original performers were professional comics, but not Broadway singers and dancers. Now, because Bob Martin's role in the play was the least demanding in terms of song and dance, he always stood the greatest chance of making it to Broadway. But this is the best part. The producers also considered his performance so integral that they not only gave him the part, but they wrote alongside the rights purchase agreement, a side letter stipulating that Mr. Martin must open the show on Broadway. Incredible. Number five, Harvey Firestein in A Catered Affair. In 2007, book writer Harvey Firestein starred as Uncle Winston in his own Broadway musical, A Catered Affair. So if you haven't heard of this musical before, A Catered Affair is a musical based on the 1955 teleplay The Catered Affair, which starred the brilliant Brooklyn-born character actress Thelma Ritter. And then in 1956, that teleplay was adapted into a film. The film itself was a commercial failure, but somehow it had a profound enough effect on Harvey Firestein so that he sought for more than 20 years to bring a version to the stage. The eventual Broadway production of A Catered Fair is definitely not considered Harvey Firestein's best work, but hang tight because we'll talk more on that in a moment. Number six, Lin-Manuel Miranda in In the Heights. Lin-Manuel Miranda, and I got to see this, which was really, really cool, made his Broadway debut in 2008 as Usnavi in In the Heights. He also, as you guys know, wrote the music and lyrics. In the Heights earned Tony Awards for Best Musical and Best Original Score, as well as Best Choreography and Best Orchestrations. And I loved this. This is a quote from the New York Times review of the Broadway production. As a performer, Mr. Miranda is anything but generic. Slight of build with a wispy goatee, he does not fit any leading man molds. But he is so naturally and vibrantly alive on stage that he brings an animating touch of urgency to the even more cliched or predictable turns of plot. He may be no real balladeer. He doesn't even sing much at all. But Usnavi's long streams of rap riding a pulsating rhythm are the music that makes the whole neighborhood dance. How about Lin-Manuel for quite literally creating a path in musical theater for himself? Brilliant. Number seven, Billy Joe Armstrong in American Idiot. Based on the music of Green Day, American Idiot opened on Broadway in 2010. And from September 28th to October 3rd, Green Day's own Billy Joe Armstrong played the role of St. Jimmy. 
And it's kind of funny, too, how they did that, because before the curtain rose for American Idiot at Manhattan's St. James Theater, an announcer listed the house rules and then added, by the way, the role of St. Jimmy will be played by Billy Joe Armstrong. (laughs) Could you imagine being in the audience? It had to have been the craziest, loudest shriek of all time for a Broadway stand-in from an audience. And it was an impressive Broadway debut for the Green Day frontman. It was also a rare opportunity to see Billy Joe Armstrong in the role because he was just filling in for Broadway vet Tony Vincent, who was at that time on short leave for a family matter for eight performances. The musical officially opened on Broadway in April of 2010, but the Green Day studio album that the musical was based on was created in 2004. Now, Green Day made the record an album-long conceptual piece, which was a response to the realities of the post-9-11 era. The band took inspiration from the concept records by The Who, sources in the musical theater repertoire like The Rocky Horror Show and West Side Story, and the concept album stage musical Jesus Christ Superstar. And Billy Joe Armstrong at the time was quoted saying that the band intended that it would be staged or we'd create a film or something. We were thinking in terms that it kind of felt like scoring a movie. So it only made perfect sense when that album was adapted for the stage with almost little to no dialogue because the album and the music and the lyrics were expressive and extraordinary enough on their own. Number eight, again, we have Harvey Firestein and this time in Lacage. Now, the original musical version of Lacage Au Fall had a book by Harvey Firestein and lyrics and music by Jerry Herman And that musical was based on the 1973 French play of the same name. In 1983, the original Broadway production received nine nominations for Tony Awards and won six, including Best Musical, Best Score, and Best Book. The musical was revived on Broadway in 2004 and won the Tony Award for Best Revival. And then it was revived on Broadway again in 2010 and was nominated for 11 Tony Awards, winning, again, the Tony Award for Best Revival of a Musical. Fun fact, Lacage is actually the first musical that has won the Tony Award for Best Revival of a Musical twice. Harvey Firestein finally stepped into this production in the 2011 revival. There is a clip on YouTube of Harvey Firestein singing I Am What I Am from this musical, and I'm going to need you guys all to watch it. I will link it in the show notes below, but it's really something special to watch. Number nine, Sting in The Last Ship. Multi-Grammy Award winner Sting composed the music to the Broadway production The Last Ship. So The Last Ship is different than a musical like American Idiot, where it included music that was intended originally for the radio. Instead, The Last Ship is an original musical with music and lyrics by Sting, inspired by Sting's own child experiences. 
And get this, even though the musical opened on Broadway in 2014, the last time Sting ever released music of his own was in 2003. He apparently had suffered from writer's block and credited the show with giving him a reason to write songs again. Sting eventually joined the cast for a limited run from December 9th, 2014 until the show's closing the next month. Number 10, one of my favorites, Dave Malloy in The Great Comet. With music and lyrics by mastermind Dave Malloy, Natasha Pierre and The Great Comet of 1812 opened on Broadway in 2016. The Great Comet is a sung-through musical adaptation of a 70-page segment from Leo Tolstoy's War and Peace. When the original production of the musical was playing off-Broadway, the show had Dave Malloy playing Pierre, the lead. But once the show was taken to Broadway, Josh Groban made his Broadway debut as he took over the role for Pierre. Still, since the show's development, Malloy often performed as the lead role— temporarily replacing Josh Groban as Pierre on Broadway for several performances and also acting as an understudy. I think that's pretty cool considering Dave Malloy was nominated for Drama Desk Awards for Outstanding Music and Lyrics and also Tony Awards for Best Book of a Musical, Best Original Score, and Best Orchestrations. Number 11, Lin-Manuel Miranda, once again in Hamilton. Composer, lyricist, and librettist Lin-Manuel Miranda, this time stars as Alexander Hamilton in his second Broadway musical, Hamilton. This one is pretty self-explanatory at this point. It's Lin-Manuel Miranda. He's a genius. He wrote all the music and lyrics, and he starred in it, and he's brilliant, and they won a lot of Tonys. And it's going to be running on Broadway for the rest of time, the end. (laughs) And finally, number 12, Sarah Bareilles in Waitress. Waitress opened on Broadway in 2016 with music and lyrics by singer-songwriter Sarah Bareilles. Shortly after, Bareilles joined the cast as the show's main character, Jenna. And I hope she comes back soon to the show. I haven't been able to see her play Jenna. I only ever got to see Betsy Wolf, who, by the way, was incredible. But truly, there is something so unique and so special about seeing a performer perform their own material on Broadway. Create your own work, guys. You never know where it's going to get you. With that, we're going to conclude episode 26 of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If you enjoyed this, I would love for you to please rate and review on iTunes. Also, if you joined in today, I would love for you to screenshot this episode and tag Actor Aesthetic so I can see who's listening, and I will go ahead and share that on my Instagram page as well. For more actor lifestyle tips and updates, go to actoraesthetic.com and go sign up for our email list so you can join in on all the fun. I love you guys. Thank you for joining me again this week on the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. It takes a village, y'all. I'll see you next week. Uh